Before I get to my next guest, Brian Jacobs, be sure to check out our friends at the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company. Now, folks, if you haven't hit a Ben Hogan iron since maybe the 80s or the 90s, do yourself a favor. Go online and start participating in their demo program. Get an iron from either their Fort Worth PTX, new PTX Pro, or Edge irons, and go out on the range and compare them to whatever it is you've got. All Ben Hogan irons are handcrafted one at a time in their Fort Worth, Texas factory, so no mass production, no shortcuts. Now you can order custom-made irons, wedges, and hybrids by going online to BenHoganGolf.com, and they're going to build those clubs to your specifications and, best of all, charge you a fraction of the typical retail price. Check out their complete line of forged irons and wedges, utility irons, hybrids, bags, accessories, and their new GS53 driver and fairway woods, which are fantastic. Check them out and go out on the range and hit them. I'm telling you, you're going to love them. They are available online at BenHoganGolf.com. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our good friends over at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. And now back in making his seventh appearance with me here on the French Lick Resort guest line is Brian Jacobs. Let me remind you about Brian's background. He earned his undergraduate and then his master's of education from State University of New York at Brockport. He became a PGA Assistant Director of Instruction at Ravenwood Golf Club up in Rochester, New York back in 2006, simultaneously becoming a staff instructor for Hank Haney Golf. In 2010, he became the Director of Golf Instruction and a Hank Haney Certified Instructor at Arondequa Country Club in Rochester. 2014, he became a lead instructor on the Golf Channel Academy. In 2015, he started the Brian Jacobs Golf Academy at Ridgemont Country Club, also in Rochester. I've got my Brian Jacobs Golf hoodie on out of my Respect and appreciation for Brian for what he's done for this show and what he's doing for the game of golf. And very excited to have him back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Brian, thanks for coming back on the show. Chris, thank you. Seven times. Wow. This is amazing. How about that? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Brian, before we get into all the golf stuff, you know I got to get your thoughts on your Buffalo Bills. I was surprised that they lost on Sunday to the Eagles, particularly by as much as they did because the defense has been playing, you know, outstanding. How are you feeling about where they're at right now? I feel pretty good. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, a lot of our, my friends were texting saying the process is going backwards. And I said, no, no, it's all learning. Um, you know, they just didn't play well. It's, it's, uh, I say this a lot to people that, you know, if we throw up a turd at work, Nobody knows because, you know, we're not on TV. They throw one up. It's everybody knows. Uh, and so um, it's, the people in the area have been relatively calm, which is good. Um, they're trusting the staff and trusting the, the process, as McDermott, uh, Sean McDermott has said. And, and um, it takes time, you know, to get, get uh, teams where they should be. And, and that was a really good wake-up call for them to uh, – um, do a little better job, you know, work a little harder, be more accountable. And, and, uh, I think they're going to come out on the other side, a better football team. Yeah. To that point, Brian, one of the things that I've been sort of surprised about is their lack of commitment to the run. You got a couple of really good running backs back there and Frank Gore, who's got, you know, a hundred lives. That guy just keeps going and going and Singletary has been dynamic in the backfield. And, and I really hope they get to this kid, you know, Josh Allen, to get him to stop running because I'm afraid that guy's going to get hurt. We saw what happened to RG3 and some of the other quarterbacks that like to run. Eventually, they get hurt. So 
Want to get your thoughts on their lack of commitment to the run and um, and really just the overall offense as well. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was a little shocked too. Uh, I really like their line. I still think they're not settled on on uh, um, the right tackle. You know, whether it's going to be Cody Ford or uh, Ty Nishke or, um, you know, I think it's very interesting. They're still doing a rotation um, at tackle. So I, I think, I don't know. I think they're still trying to figure it out. I think in, interior-wise with uh, uh, Spain and, and uh, Feliciano, I mean, those are those are big, nasty men on the inside there. And Mitch Morris, I mean, I think is arguably one of the top centers in the NFL. So I don't know why they don't dedicate themselves to the run a little bit more, but um, possibly a higher pay grade than mine. Um, but it's, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I enjoy watching them, you know, run the football. I think Devin Singletary is absolutely electric. Yes. And, and uh, I'm not sure what's going on there. So, I mean, I have a, yeah. uh, as you know, a pretty strong football background and, and sometimes as a, former player and former coach too, I look at it and say, I'm not sure if they're passing to run or running to run or running to pass or they're not going to run. Um, so I would like to see them, you know, run the ball. I just think good football teams, their defense travel well. And, and, uh, and I think they run the football and they control it. They control the clock that way. So um, I think Singletary, anytime he touches the ball, it, it could be, it could be a home run. You know, um, yeah, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I wish I knew. I, I I do like their interior line a lot, though. I like Feliciano a lot. He is just a nasty guy, um, and and I think he really likes to mix it up. You know, so I I think they're starting to develop a a bit of an identity. But but uh, <clears throat> I really think they have to settle on right tackle um, before all that good stuff happens. You mentioned Singletary, and, and that's a guy I can't believe isn't getting more touches because every time he touches the ball, it seems like something you know spectacular happens. And the few times they've thrown him a screen pass, uh, he, boy, he just looks special. Your thoughts on uh, why Singletary isn't getting into the mix more? Oh, he he's incredible. I mean, even seeing him in person in camp, and there's just a different, you know, he's just different. And it's, he's got everything, you know, except for being, you know, huge. Um, but he's a tough kid and, uh, I, I don't know if it was the hamstring injury or, you know, this last week, but it just seemed like they had a lot of planned runs with Josh Allen and I'm going, this is not college football. This guy's going to get killed. Exactly. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, <laughs> so up here they were, you know, the media was crying to send Dayball back to Alabama and, um, <laughs> you, you know, I, I know you're if you're a Steelers fan, I don't know if you get that or not, but anytime there's any, you know, anything that doesn't seem to go the way the fans think it should go, it's why they're crying for jobs and booing them. And, yep. Um, Guilty. You know, and yeah. And, and, you know, I always sit there and kind of, I look at it as a student, just like I do with golf and I don't get angry. I just look at the game and say, it's kind of a, I don't know, chess match with a lot of punches in the, in the gut and the face, you know, and, and so the fits weren't real good on defense and they just got the poop knocked out of them. I mean, they just got manhandled at every level of the game, except their punter. That was about it. 
It's never a good thing when you're praising the punter. No, no, I think it's it's just really (laughs) interesting. I, I, we're gonna. My daughter and I are actually. She uh, attended Penn State, so we I got to see quite a few games there, and and uh, I actually have a sideline pass um, for a game versus Iowa, and it's interesting to watch um, when you've been around the pro game and been on the sideline of the pro game. Um, to watch the college kids, how slow they are compared to the college, you know, or compared to the pro game. And you just wonder, these guys are just incredible. The back ends of these defenses are so fast and so smart. And, uh, and they just get tortured, these corners. Um, you know, like Levi Wallace, I felt bad for him. There's just, they're not going to throw at Trey White, um, you know, and they're going to just pick on Levi Wallace. And, and he's a great corner. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. We're going to go to the Redskins game and I, I think you'll see a different football team. They just, they got to, they got to, um, fit their gap better and not get pushed around, you know, on the defensive line. Um, and you know, their second level, I think is very, very good. Uh, their, their back seven are, are pretty good. So I think that, uh, I think we'll see a different, different team on Sunday. I hope anyway. No doubt. Brian, let's switch gears a little bit. This is a golf show, so I guess we should talk a little golf. And this year you've had an opportunity to do some camps with Jason Day, swing coach, and former caddy Colin Swatton. Talk about what it was like working alongside him and getting to understand the mindset of someone who gets to work with players at that level. Well, first of all, you know, Colin's a wonderful human being. Um, You know, just as humble as day is long and, and so knowledgeable. Um, doesn't have a bad thing to say about anybody or anything. And I try to get him to say stuff, but he won't. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but he's, uh, he's just wonderful and he sees things so well. Um, you know, and he's very, very, um, uh, I, the word is, I guess would be reserved, um, when it comes to data and, and other things like he will keep track man on. And, but he won't say a word unless he sees some concerns and, and um, he's really got uh, a very good system, you know, on how to teach. It's, it's very defined, uh, you know, so he works out of four buckets. So it's tactical, technical, physical, and mental. And he's great in all of them. Um, like we all are, uh, but we're not experts in everything. So uh, even for Jason, you know, he's had a team assembled and, trusted people and um i just think it's wonderful just being around him i'm blessed and very grateful to talk with him and and uh be able to pick his brain i mean it's just a great mind you know coaching and he's he's very um uh very strong in his conviction you know which i like a lot and he can defend him which i like a lot too in, in a nice way um we get a lot in our business where uh, one's trying to, you know, outdo somebody else instead of saying, you know, there's more than one way to get this accomplished and we may not agree, but we can at least be respectful. And Colin's extremely respectful. And Brian, when we watch guys like Jason Day play, they, those guys make it look so easy. Did Colin talk about the amount of work and effort that Jason had to put in in order to get himself to be number one in the world a couple of years ago? Yeah, I don't think people understand you know, it's, it's a job, 
number one, but it's not like a job like our job <laughs> sometimes, you know, where you can mail it in or, or, uh, you know, some days or it's, it's, he's eight in the morning till eight at night, a lot of times without meal, um, as a coach, you know, they, it's hot, it's humid. Um, and he's out there. Um, and he's at Jason's, you know, or at, uh, like all the coaches are at their beck and call. Um, and if they say we're going to start at 6 a.m. and we're going to work till 10 o'clock at night, then that's what they do. Um, and it's just part of the, part of the game. And, and, uh, um, just going, you know, understanding like the commitment that it takes not only as a coach, but also as a player to get to that level. It's not, like I went, I played Monroe Golf Club today at Donald Ross and, you know, shot a couple under, you know, and, and the members are like, oh, do you, are you like a playing professional? And I'm like, no, I'm a teaching professional. I go, I could never, I could never play on tour. Oh my God, I'm, you know, those guys would kill me. I'd have to be, I would have to be a plus five or a plus eight, you know, to go out there now. Um, you know, I just played great. You know, I putted great and hit a lot of greens and, and, uh, but that's their job and, you know, and they understand everything that's going on. Their coaches do. Um, and they're always trying to find an edge. And at the same time, the player though is very fragile, um, which is all, it's very interesting to me. Um, you know, you look at, oh, just even on the range, you know, if somebody said, oh, well, your left knee look, looks like it's a little, you know, out of kilter or something, they'll, they'll go crazy. You know, or if they see something somebody's doing and they think it'll help them, they'll talk to their coach and say, hey, I think I should be doing that. And you're like, oh, boy, that's a road you don't want to go down, you know, and if they're all looking for an edge, just like the the weekend warrior is looking for an edge. Um, so it's very, very interesting, but it takes an incredible amount of work. And I'm not talking like eight hours a day for like one day. This is like weeks, like day after day after day, you know, same routine, um, eating, going to the gym, um, you know, playing nine holes, get your data, reassess, find a direction. If something looks out of whack, reassess. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. Brian, you use TrackMan data to do swing analysis on your students, and you me- you mentioned that Colin does as well. There's a, a lot of data there that many of us, lay people like myself, don't know what it all means. For those of us who are going to go get in a simulator at our local PGA Tour Superstore, come see you, and then we see all of those numbers. Take us through the data that you're looking at and how we will know if that data and those numbers are good or bad. Right. Well, I think in my experience, you know, there's so much so many good things out there. Um, the simulators are great. Uh, first of all, simulators, most of them are infrared. So they're not as accurate as maybe Doppler would be. Um, but still, it's a great tool, um, you know, to be able to use that. And what people have to understand is that, you know, the, the ball flight reacts obviously to the club. Um, and the club is when it's swung a certain way, whether the face is open or closed, it's going to cause different numbers, different spin rates and, and different reactions, you know, on the simulator, on the, on the track man. 
So I try to simplify everything for people. We just want to know whether attack angle is up or down. Um, obviously, with your with your driver, you might have a tendency to be a little more up, and with your irons, you should be more down. Um, you know, some people, you know, might have, you know, like a seven iron might be negative four point five, you know, degrees angle of attack, and if somebody's negative two point three. Um, it's not the end of the world. It's, you know, these are algorithms that are set based on, um, a smart guy's opinion, <laughs> basically. Um, you know, when you're talking about, uh, simulators and talking about TrackMan and some of this other stuff, but it's, they're useful tools so that people can see their path, um, whether it's too severe into out or too severe out to in. Um, they can start to look at optimization where, um, it's interesting. I had a student last week and we were indoors, um, and he was two or three degrees into out with a one degree closed club face with a six iron and, and he would hit it perfect. And it would be, you know, dot on line on his target line. Um, and he said, well, shouldn't I be getting zeros? And I said, well, let's try to get zeros and see what happens. And so he actually got zeros. um, uh, in his path and in his face angle, and he actually didn't hit it as good. So now we start to look at fitting and say, is it a lie angle issue? Is it, where is he hitting it on the face? And so you can get very over-processed with it, or you can kind of take it and look at it and say, this is kind of my optimum. This is where I want to be at. And when you can start to take a look at the numbers and then get feel from it at the same time, it starts to become really valuable to the student. And that's kind of how we use it. Brian, it looks like starting this Friday, the weather up there is going to start looking a lot like winter. Highs in the 40s, lows in the 30s. So there might not be much left in the outdoor golf season. Maybe we can start getting indoors to practice a little bit in the simulators and and that sort of thing. What are some of the things that you recommend for your students and the rest of us to help keep our game sharp over the winter? Well, I, I think, number one, it's important to do some type of fitness you know, some type of functional fitness. And in that, um, you know, you can do some overspeed training or some speed training where there's lots of, lots of stuff out there now with, uh, super speed and, um, oh gosh, Mach 3 and some of these other, uh, devices that you can use where you're actually swinging, you know, while you're, while you're using a device and you're swinging, um, working on your speed and testing your speed out. Uh, the other thing too, is I think, you know, is, is get to a PGA Superstore or get to a place where there's, where you can hit balls inside and just go in there. Now, a lot of my students actually netting and, um, you know, has become very affordable. So I have students that convert one side of their garage into a, you know, a hitting area or a bay, which I think is awesome. And they'll have people over and, you know, sometimes my students will come over to one of the, other students' garages, and they'll just hit balls and drink beer and talk, and just like it was a Saturday morning. And, you know, up here, more and more places are popping up that are, um, you know, four or five simulators in one area, and they have a, a pub, you know, and a gym in it. And, and so becoming very, very popular up, up here, Chris, where, um, you know, they kind of close them down in the summer, and then they open them up November 1st or October sometimes first and, and, uh, they run leagues and I mean, it's pretty amazing. Um, 
what I've seen in my 20 years of being a PGA is I, I started teaching in a 10 by 10 net, you know, uh, with a mat. And now I've got uh track man bay and, and then in the, one side of the city and then the other side of the city, we've got a golf down simulator that has a portable deck, and, you know, it moves up and down for undulating lives. And you can stream all your numbers into your phone. And I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing what's happening, but I, I would say, you know, get to the gym, um, work on your speed, work on your flexibility. Um, and then if you can get out and get into a simulator, hit balls. Brian, before I let you go, remind our listeners how they can stay up to date with all the great things you're doing and follow you online on your website and over social media as well. Sure. Website is brianjacobsgolf.com. And, uh, if you want to ask any questions, I always answer. So, uh, you can just use the contact form and Twitter and Instagram or at Brian Jacobs golf. Brian, thanks for coming back on this show. I really appreciate you. Like I say, seven times. That's amazing. I can't thank you enough for, for all the things that you've done for the show, for your partnership, and more importantly, your friendship. You're outstanding, my friend. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Chris. Uh, I enjoy our friendship as well. And if there's any way I can be any service to you or your listeners, uh, just let me know. I'm happy to help. I appreciate you, my friend. Take care. All the best to you and your family. Look forward to catching up with you again real soon. You too. Go Bills and Steelers. <laughs> I appreciate that, my friend. Take care. We'll catch up soon. Me too. That's a great Brian Jacobs. BrianJacobsGolf.com and check him out on uh, social media as well. Twitter, Instagram. Give him a follow there. On his website, he's got a lot of great videos. So there's a, some instruction you can go out there and check out. So uh, I highly encourage you to do that. And with respect to the Buffalo Bills, I've, uh, you know, as a Steeler fan, I'm hanging on, right? Three and four. But if there's a uh, another bandwagon I would jump on with uh, my friends Angelo Kane and Cindy Miller and her husband Alan, it'd be the Buffalo Bills. All right, before I get to my next guest, Tom Patry, I want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Positive Vibes Golf. Check them out online at PositiveVibesGolf.com and give them a follow on Twitter, at PVibesGolf. Their head covers and putter covers are absolutely amazing and a unique way to keep your mind focused on positive thoughts. They're a great on-course training aid as well because, really, they help you stay positive by putting positive and happy images in your mind. I mean, every time you walk back to your golf bag and you see the head covers, you're going to smile. See why I say that and why I tell you they're absolutely, I mean, quality is outstanding of the head covers and the putter covers as well. So you're going to get positive image. You're going to get a quality head cover and a putter cover. Go online to positivevibesgolf.com and follow them on Twitter at pvibesgolf. 